Well, Pop, welcome back, man. Glad you glad you you returned visit. Glad you you know glad you uh, decided to come back and be with us and share you know graces with your presence again. So uh, it's 2020. Uh, Yeah. Um, Share with us what's been going on with you since since you were last with me. Since since I was last here. Yeah. What's what's, too much? When was I last here? (laughs) It was back in October. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute. October. I think things were pretty good okay. in October. Um, around October, things were pretty good. And I think for November, things were, were okay, getting better. Um, you know, I don't know if I said before, Ty struggled with porn. And um, that popped back up, mm-hmm. watching porn. And well, from that point, you know, I was struggling with that, but was back on point with my meetings that I attend. Mm-hmm. Uh, SA, Sex Acts Anonymous, for mm-hmm. anybody that need to know what that's about. Um, 12 step program. And from that time, let me see, think around and had a great Thanksgiving was different. Um, not having my mother, um, but it was it, it, it cut across. It, it got tough. It got tough. Um, had a situation with my daughter the day after, uh, and, and you know it's it's funny how I had a situation with my daughter the day after Thanksgiving, and we've been really getting along great. And she stays with me. And um, we got into a big ruffle. And let me tell you about the, the disease of addiction. If it's not treated, you know, a lot of times we think that we do stuff that's based on the present, but it's not. It's based on the past. Um, when we react, we're not reacting to what's going on. We re- we reacting to something that has taken place way before that triggers that. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense to right. you. Um, so by any rate, when my daughter left, she left the house, um, I felt abandoned, I felt unloved, and, you know, it's funny, I was sober, I mean, I'm sober, but I bought a TV, big TV, and, um, the disease comes in at any way in this area of my life, and, um, um, that night we fell out, I hooked up my TV, hadn't watched porn in a minute, but immediately through the conflict, my solution to ease myself was to watch porn. Mm-hmm. It should be turning to God in prayer. But if you have not totally had an entire psychic change, and for those that don't mean, I'm gonna keep it real simple, a psychic change is just a change of thinking. It's just as simple as that. It's when I no longer think the way I used to think to do things that I used to do. You know what I mean? I could be an abusive physical man hit my wife, but something can happen to me where that change, not that she's acting any different, but I've changed. Gotcha. You with me on that? I'm with you. Okay. So, the bottom line, I'm beginning to watch porn. Okay. And, um, 
I'm watching porn, I'm watching all this crazy stuff on the film. And at the end of the day, that Monday, I'm driving, see a chick in my neighborhood that uses crack, and picked up a chick that smoked crack. Simple as that. And I think last week, you know, we was talking about me being in recovery in all these years that I've had sober. I've been sober 15 years. Wow. Um, and what, 15, five, you know, all, yeah, all, you know right. I've been sober. Basically, I've been a sober man. Okay. But this sex addiction has override my recovery and my cocaine addiction and my alcohol addiction because it uses that now as a stimulant to elevate the acting out. We okay. call it acting out. Acting out is anything with, what's out of my nature, right. sexually. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so man, I picked up a girl and started smoking crack. Wow. You know, yeah, since the last time I saw you, where well, I was feeling good in October, in November I was smoking crack. Just, just yeah, and, and, and I went on a seven day binge. I went on a seven day binge. Talk about it. Oh man, it was just crazy. Um, picking up girls, back and forth. Luckily my daughter was gone, but she was mad she left the house. I'm picking up women. Um, and then like I say, I've been out the game a long time. You know? okay. Now the dealers will meet you. They come to you in their car now. There's no going to no spot. What? Oh yeah, you can text them or whatever, and they come to you. And yeah, so yeah, I'm at home smoking crack, watching porn. You know what I mean? Um, so they they, they come to your house, they bring it to yeah, you. I bring come come right to my yard. You know what I mean? And it's like I ain't. And see, for me, see, my deal is like when I got high when I was young, I ain't had no money, so you still out of mama purse, and I shared all that type of yeah. Thing. Well, now being at the level where I have money, you know, it's not like I'm buying a dime rock then you feed it, you know. I'm buy, I'm saying, hey man, send me eight dollars worth, you know, bring me a hundred worth, you know what I'm talking about, and it, and I got stuck. Most how how fast do you go through that? I mean, I mean, how fast do you go? Through it, it depends. It depends. It depends. I got somebody with me, probably about an hour or two. If I'm by myself, it might take longer than that, you know? Mm. Um, but the moral of the story was, is that I was told insane. That's what, the, I, that's what I feel that people need to hear. I lost a sense of insanity. And I was cooped up in my house for seven days, you know? And I got high blood pressure. And, and let me tell you, this was so crazy about it. You know, the solution you would think is to stop, right? But here I am in the house I trying would, to take think. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> right. But I'm in the guy I'm in the goddamn house taking bare aspirins. You know, cocaine thickens the blood. Okay. Bare aspirins thinning your blood. That's right. why the doctor tell you to take a bare aspirin every day. You know, okay. when I hit forty, that's when my doctor started taking me to take a bare aspirin. Eighty one milligram. Well, hmm. So here go me playing the game. I'm a cheat death, I'm gonna play the game. No. So I'm taking four bare aspirins every 12 hours. I'm checking my blood pressure while I'm actually hitting crack. So you can do more. So I can be, hey, let me balance it off, okay? <laughs> let me make sure I'm not doing too much, okay? So instead of me stopping, the inability to stop, you know, 
I'm just checking my blood pressure in between. Make I'm sure, taking bad aspirin every sure. 12 hours for the last seven days. Wow. You know? And on the seventh day, December the 10th, my spirit say, don't take another hit, just go to sleep. Don't take another hit, go to sleep. Hmm. So I lay in the bed, I Google, uh, what can what can cause a heart attack? And it said uh, any blood pressure that shoots up to one eighty over one twenty. So I checked my blood pressure and saw where it was. Oh, I can't take a hit right now. It might shoot up that high. Okay. Hmm. So I take I so I'm sitting back and I couldn't really wait and I need to take another hit. Okay. I checked my blood pressure, saw that it was down, or I could take the hit. I took the hit, and I couldn't breathe. I was gasping for air. This was 31 days ago. Hmm. I'm sitting here right now, 31 days sober. Wow. But just 31 days ago, I was in my bed fighting for air. I couldn't breathe. Wow. From this hit. Mm. I mm. called the ambulance to come get me. I'm in my house, I can't breathe. <laughs> I did that for 15 minutes. <laughs> then it was time my hope, my heart would jump. <clears throat> and I mm. thought I was out of here. Mm. I closed my eyes just to say, I'm gone. Mm. But for whatever reason, it was still a fight to live. Mm. It's a true story. Mm. And the ambulance had to break into my house because they couldn't get in because the way my house was done. Mm-hmm. When the guy got up there, I'm, I'm in my bed, I'm butt naked. Mm. While I'm trying to breathe for air, I'm pissing on myself. My body functions all out of control. Mm. And when he got up there, I said, help me, help me, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And he said, slow down, man. What you think you're doing? And I got to a level to where they gave me the choice that I wanted. They gave, they gave me to the choice if I wanted to go to the, um, the, the, to the ER. And by me not, by me being home alone, I went ahead and went to the, the ER that day. So yeah, man, God's grace and mercy and saved my life again. You know, 12, six years ago, seven years ago, I had the same thing happen to me. You know, you would think I wouldn't, it would happen, I wouldn't do it again. Mm. And I couldn't breathe, I made it through, but it was like, you know, five, it's like the ambulance just got that like, like that, hurry up and hook me up and check my blood pressure, I was stable. They put nitroglycerin on my chest and I mm. was an ambulance. But this time here, they didn't get there in time, man. I should be dead. And I've taken this day to, that day to finally say, I surrender God. I give it to you. And what I got in touch with is, 
for this man. Other people do it other ways. You know, we think because if you may not use drugs or you may not have a sex problem, that untreated behavior, untreated anger, untreated resentments, untreated bitterness, it causes everybody on this planet to act out in certain ways. I don't care who the fuck you are, you know? Um, my way through dealing with my bitterness, my hurt, my pain, my abandonment is to go inwardly through sex. And you know, let me tell you a real funny story. It wasn't about the dope, not about the cocaine. It was about increasing the high from sex. If I wouldn't have acted out in my sexual behavior, I wouldn't have thought about picking up some alcohol or smoking crack. Okay. It's as simple as that. I realized that I had a lot of resentments on me. I was resentful at my Amy. I was resentful at my brother. Uh, I got a sister that I want to fucking murder and kill, but you know I don't want to. You know I'm saying this, but you know that's what's in my head. But I wouldn't do it. Now. Um, a lot of stuff just inside me that's going on. Um, still dealing with the death of my mom from two years ago. Here go the holidays. Right. She not here. You know, and then me and my daughter. The only person I feel like I have is my daughter his family so her and I fall out you know the day after feeling like crap you know so that was the solution from that day that that happened I laid in the bed two days because I physically couldn't do anything I was so weak from using the you know, I understand why the hell Richard Pryor burned himself. Because when you got money, hmm. you can smoke that shit like you can smoke that right. shit. I right. mean, it drives you insane. There's no stopping point. You know what I mean? Especially when you just when you got the, the capital to just go get it and go get it. When most people you'll see out there that's out there. You know, the, the, the worst dope thing is the one that you can't tell. Now, looking at me, you wouldn't even think that. Car I right. drive, the house I have, you he yeah, can't be using drugs. Yeah. But it's it's out there. You know what I mean? And um so it's like when you have you know, most people often go back to what I was saying. If you got somebody that's out there in the street or they don't have any money or whatever, you know, they right. get a hit or whatever, then they're gone on, they have to stop for about thirty minutes to an hour because they're trying to get another fix. Right. But brother, when you can just set up house, shop. And it's just there. You want to set yourself on fire. And I don't know why he still had me here. I don't know why all the chances he done gave me. I'm like a cat with nine lives. But from that day, things have been different. When I came and saw you in October, I'm not the man that's sitting here from January 11th. How so? Because I truly reconnected with God. Which people may say high power, Buddhist. Okay. You know, you can name it whatever you want to. But I call it God. I call it Christ. Okay. That's my belief. Um, am I a guru and all this type of stuff and a holy than now? No. I'm a 
a sex addict, I'm a drug addict, I'm a hustler, okay? I'll pimp you if it was lit, <laughs> okay? Mm. But the reality of it is, what I got in touch with, it, it, it's a movie, I want your listeners. Sir, let me ask you a question before you go to the movie. Mm-hmm. Let's go back six, seven years. Six, seven years, yeah. So after that went down. So, that, so bro. Yeah, when okay. that happened. When that happened. When, yeah. Okay, so there was an aftermath of that. You had that. You went through that, and then I, you sobered up. I, yeah. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. This is what the deal was. Question is, why is it going to be different this time? That's that's where I was going. What what right. why what's gonna be different this time than the last time? That that that's the basic, that's the basic question. Being honest with you, the only thing I can see different, I mean, what's gonna make it different? What's gonna make it different? Is that I got in enough pain. I got in enough fear. I got in, I got closer to death hmm. than I feel like I ever have. And. I think the, the true difference is going to be I'm tired. I'm tired of the vicious cycle over and over again. Now, can I promise you the next five years that I can say, hey, come in here and say I'm sober? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not fit to do that. But this is what I will promise you, or what I can say. If I stay spiritually connected with God, I ain't worried about five years. I'm not even worried about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm just focused about 24 hours today. Hey, man, I went to my meeting last night and rode home and my mind thought about picking up the gal if I saw her doing some shit. Mm-hmm. It don't go away up here. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like, which wolf I'm going to feed? Mm-hmm. The good wolf or the bad wolf? Yeah. You remember when the meeting, I read that, right? You did. <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. You really did. Yeah, yeah you read that. But what wolf am I going to feed today? Which one am I going to make stronger? I sit up there and did crack, and guess what? Me and my daughter still feel like it didn't change anything. But it's funny. Let me tell you what I feel makes different. When, when I, this happened to me, and in this process within this 31 days, mm-hmm. within this 31 days, Christmas, I called my auntie that I was resentful at, didn't you know? Mm. And said, Merry Christmas. How you doing? She went on a trip that I was going to go on, but I didn't go. Through a friend of mine that I used to work with. I said, how much was the trip? She said, $70. I say, meet me so I can give you the $70 and get his money back to my auntie. I'm pissed at my auntie. I was homeless. I owned four homes and I was homeless, but couldn't go to one of my houses. My auntie put my ass out of the house. Mm. The only older relative I had left. And that hurt me. Mm. But within these 31 days, I paid for her trip. Well, well, how am I doing? I let go of that resentment by bringing love. I amended that. See, we think that we need to make amends to people when, we think that we only need to make people amends when we do something wrong to them. But when some people do something wrong to us and we get sore and angry about it, 
we still need to make up amends because we didn't sin. You know what I mean? But for those who ain't want to hear sin, we didn't done some wrong shit. Why? Because I got angry. I withdraw. Mm. My mama, only sister. Mm. I ain't called and check on no one. Because I'm holding a grudge. Mm -hmm. But I freed that up. She called me. Pop, thank you for paying that. That was, I mean, I was surprised. I talked to you on Christmas. You didn't even tell me anything about that. Right. That was good. That was freeing. See, when I'm when I got pausing the resentment, resentment and stuff is like a pause. I'm pissed off at you, but then I pause in myself. Literally. With drugs, alcohol, and the sex behavior. And you you trying to hurt me. But I'm trying to hurt you. Because I'm hurt. But I'm hurting me. You with me on that? Yeah. So you trying to hurt me with, by poisoning you? By poisoning me, <laughs> and not even conscious of it. I'm mad at you, but the one that I'm the one that I'm mistreating about it. I'm I, I, I'm not I'm not mistreating you. I'm mistreating me. It's, that's called insanity. You know, yeah. we say it all the time. <laughs> insanity doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Yeah. But if I don't understand the results, I keep doing the insanity. That's where the psychic change come in. You know, when people go to church, man, they find Jesus and they say hallelujah. It's not a magic wand. It transforms. My pastor that I have at my church, I love him to death because he translates from the Bible to me. He trans, T-R-A-N-S, trans. Mm -hmm. Now, when he trans it to me, I got accepted. Now, when it forms, that's all about God. Not conform, when you get me in a way to do what I need to do, but when I begin to transform, he translates the message to me, God gives it to my pastor, mm -hmm. I take it in, mm -hmm. and it begins to form. Now, who complete, can create, who comes going to complete that form to make it transform is my higher power that I call God. See, it's not about me going to church and just hearing it. I got to be able to hear it and translate it. Mm -hmm. Make okay. sense? I'm with you. With, with me on that? Yeah. So, on New Year's Eve, I'm driving to church. On Christmas Day, I was at church. And see, one thing we think we need to be a good at two shoes. Now, I, mean, I believe it's, it's, it's meant for me to preach. I believe that I'm ordained for that. Okay. But I've been running for it for 100 years. Hmm. I think you I ready need to, to, You ready to start running? Huh? Are you ready to start running? I'm, yeah, I'm through running. I'm not ready. I'm through running. Show you a good example. I'm sitting in church Christmas Day. I didn't go to my family house. You know what I mean? But I did call my auntie. You know, I, I got a cousin that's an asshole. Me and him don't get along. He done done shit that's just not right. And, you know, and I didn't apologize to him, but you was wrong to me too. And I'm not comfortable at his house on Thanksgiving. I don't even really go. I don't, I don't feel comfortable to be there. That decision I'm okay with. You know what I mean? It didn't hold depth and weight. I just accept that for what it is. Do something else for Thanksgiving. But I tied that in with going to his sister house, my cousin, my other cousin that I love to death, like my favorite one. You know what I mean? 
I tied all that in. I tied in the situation with my auntie. They had me sitting at home for Christmas by myself, basically. But I, I made the best of it to take care of me. I went to a meeting. I went to a friend's house and recovery and ate. You know what I mean? I cleaned my car. Then I was at church for Christmas night. Bible study. I told the first lady on how I, you know, I said, I'm not here today because it's nothing new or different. This is a whole different than what my Christmas would be. And I said, I'm sitting in here because I'm broke. I'm broken. And I said, right now, I, I got to save my life. Said that right in Bible study. They got up to pray for me. But before I did that, my pastor had me read Mark 11, 22 to 25. And he said, I want you to read this in front of the congregation. I want you to preach. Hmm. He, he had me read it and then had me break it down with a seed. He said, now don't you see you just preach? Have you ever preached before? I said, well, no, not like this. He, he ordained me right there and asked if it was okay with other pastors and had me get up at the pulpit mm. and read it. You know, and for anybody out there, if you want to change your life, if you want to know, read Mark 11, 22-25 and hear the part about and what the message should be in there is how um, if I have my faith in him, whosoever believeth, he shall move mountains. And then the part I love is that I'm stuck on it when he said he would cast it to the sea. Okay? And then it tells me by casting that to the sea, I gotta forgive those who I'm angry at. Because if I can't forgive them, how is God gonna forgive me? Wow. In the last 31 days, I promise you, I've heard everything I needed to hear to be where I'm at right now. You know, we allow others to judge us. Even in my words of judgment, person, judgmental person is myself. Mm -hmm. But when I put my faith where it needs to be, it lets me know that Pop had to go through what I'm going through to get where I'm at right now. You asked me a hell of a question. What's gonna be different then than now? Well then, when that cocaine almost killed me, I said, well shoot, I'm good. I can drink this smoke. See, the deal is, you know, you when I got in uh, Cocaine Anonymous, I never was a drinker. I, I, I was never a drinker. But the deal and what they teaches us is, if you do cocaine and use drugs, whatever the case, if you pick up alcohol or smoke weed, it'll lead you back to your drug of choice. So that was always my fear, not to drink or smoke weed. But my deal was I almost died. So I'm good. I can smoke all the weed and drink because I ain't just go back to cocaine. So I thought. So here go the difference. I'm not sitting up in here now thinking that I can drink again, drinking, thinking I can smoke weed again, thinking that I can have a glass of wine with my gal. See, I'm not mind-fucking myself anymore. That's done. You know, that's a wrap. So that was the part I didn't get to tell you. You had to kind of stop me, but that was the part I didn't get to tell you. 
when in, when this happened to me in 12, you know, I felt like the cocaine thing wasn't going to be a problem and I could just live a life of alcohol and weed. Okay. But went downhill then. I'm a man and I'm grateful for it. I will not get to my productivity unless I walk as a spiritual guardian man. It's just as simple as that. You know, my business, man, I, would, I had one year where I, you know, I make 300 grand a year. I make, one year I made 400 grand. One year right. I made 200 grand. You know what I mean? But I was acting out sexually, looking at porn, picking up gals in the street. You know what I mean? Um, whatever, whatever it is, I, yeah. I named it, I did it. Right. Okay, I'm saying? And I remember saying to myself, God is not going to give me to the potential to hit me a million until... I get right. That was always my deal. I was sleeping with my daughter's mother one time. Can't stand her, but I'm in here fucking her. But can't stand her. On June the 22nd of 2011, she wanted me to have sex with her for her birthday. And when it was over, I felt like shit. And I surrendered. I went celibate. No sex whatsoever. No masturbation. I was celibate. Or absent, however you want to say right. Whatever yeah. we want to say, yeah. Yeah. Pop wasn't doing nothing. nothing. That was incredible. Been masturbating since I was 12. Couldn't tell you. No way I could tell you my lifespan. And at this time, I was 42 years old. I was calling myself the 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> okay? And I, was, I, I, I put it to the side. In November, I was buying a four hundred thousand dollar house. I had probably about three hundred thousand dollars in the bank, four hundred in the bank, and my business had, had grossed one point two million dollars. And that's by mistake. That's an accident. Now, where did the downfall go? What happened? Went back and picked up the insanity, and hold up, and not not drugs, not alcohol. Not even sex conduct. I'm gonna give you another book. Love addiction. That's another motherfucker. Going back, picking up relationships that's not healthy for you. Bought the house that the ex liked, that I loved since she was 15, and say, baby, look, that house me and you used to ride around and look and see. Her and I looked at a house two years ago, okay, and, and I'm real scary because I took my kids one time to the house and said, come on, y'all, we're going home. One thing I know, boy, when I'm connected and I'm powerful, we can manifest whatever we want to manifest if we make it as if. My daughter was in the car and I said, come on, y'all, we're going to our new house. Mm -hmm. I ain't buying it. There's no paperwork on that house, but I told my kids, come on. My daughter was in the back seat saying, come on, daddy, quit playing. My feet hurt because they know me. I would act as if something is and drove up to the house. Okay, come on y'all, we're at home. But it wasn't my house. But that's how I would manifest things. I, you know, it's a book I read called, it was a book I had called The um, Three Magic Words. And that three magic words at the end of it tells me I am God. You know, and I do believe that I am. Through the Spirit, I am God. He all in me all the time. I just don't tap into it. But by me doing, by me Playing like I do and saying this is mine, 
man, I passed by the house. I, you know, I told you I saw January, January, me and her saw the house in 10, right after Ike. Okay. February, I'm with two months of sobriety. And I said, man, let me go look at my house. That's how I said it. And went by there and saw a foreclosure sign on the sucker, man. Mm. Come on. In nine months, I'm buying the house. Wow. And celibate for a year. And then what happened? Call, a, call my lady. Come on home, baby. I got the house. Come on home. Let's work it out. Yeah, I know you caught me at the motel with my little girl mom, but <laughs> let's mm. work it back out. Okay. She ain't healthy. She not doing any spiritual work. And my therapist said, oh, that wasn't the plan. My sponsor said, that wasn't the plan. But I picked back up this relationship and went right back down. Simple as that. And see, my mom used to tell me something. She said, son, I noticed something about you. She was true, it's true. I thought about it today. She said, when you by yourself, ain't nothing you can't do. You focus, you center, you know. You make all type of money. You're just a whole different man. But boy, when you get a woman in your life, she say, you lose you. Mm. Come on. And that's my truth. Somehow, some way, God is going to have to work me and help me to be the successful man I'm capable of being and be blessed with that woman, but I'm still loving me too. And she said, you're just like your daddy. You meet a woman, you come goo-goo-eyed. You just lose your mind. My, daddy, my mom made my dad for a wife. His fourth wife. Mm. So it was something in there that he was tripping about within himself with mm. the other three. Mm -hmm. Right. And God blessed him with a 21-year-old woman when he was 35 years old. And he had nothing to show for but worked two jobs all his life. But didn't see anything until he married my mother. Now, in this day and age, I'm fucked because I ain't for some to get no 21-year-old woman at 35 women to help me build that. Now, all they're going to do is take my money. Yeah. But, but back to what I'm saying is that that went away. But that's what I got to go back to. Sometimes, this is the deal. I had a spiritual advisor tell me this. Go back to when you was happy. Man, that year I was sober, I was happy. So let me go back and do the things I was doing then to be happy again. Sometimes we got to go. You know, people think... And people say, oh, you're going back. Oh, you had to go back. No, I'm going forward. It just looked backwards, but it's I'm going forward. You know? I got you. Yeah, I'm going forward. It just looked like I'm going, but no, I'm going forward. You know? So, man, all I can tell you is that, and then on, on, on New Year's Eve, I'm going to say this last thing, I'm pissed off at my brother because, you know, we crazy, man. I got a brother owe me money, but, but ain't paid me my money. He had directions that he supposed to follow from my mother when she passed and he ain't done. Right. But they had the audacity to ask me about money. So we don't talk the way we want. I like the relationship I want to have with my brother. Man, I called him on New Year's Eve on my way to church and said, hey, man, I love you, man. I just wanted you to know I love you. Happy New Year's. We ain't talked to each other for Christmas. We ain't said nothing for no years. He ain't called me on my birthday. You know what I mean? 
because I confronted him about some money. Well, he confronted me about some money that I wouldn't accept. So he pissed at me. He don't call me. And I fell in the same trap. See, my deal is just because you treat me away, I ain't gonna treat you the way you treat me. I'm gonna treat you the way in a godly way. But man, I ain't been connected like I am, like I needed to be. But now the the pop I know is coming back. Okay, the pop I know called my brother, and said I love you. Hey man, let's pray together. Hmm. I called my daughter. Hey, let's pray together. You know. And man, it was a beautiful thing, man. I did that with him, and man, it's like I've been staying sober. Okay. When I saw you, I've been nicknacking the paddy whack. You know, when I was in here, I don't think I, I think I had just bought, I ain't used no drugs, but I was looking at my phone mm. or whatever the case may be. I wasn't, you know, what I mean, I, you asked me about my history. Right. We hadn't got up to this, so <laughs> I just told the truth about this. <laughs> now we put this shit here, okay? Right. And uh, I know we got to wrap yeah. up, but I, I gotta say this, man. I was able to call my daughter too, until I love her and we prayed. Now the last incident was just two days ago on the, on, the, on the seventh. She came by the house to get some of her stuff. And I said, come on, let's talk. I looked at my daughter and I said, hey, look here. You were that angry about what we went through? And then she went to share about, you know, how she felt. I say, well, you feel like I used you in this and that, you know, and that hurt my hurt me. And I, I went to begin to share with her. I said, you know what? Daddy gets angry, he rages. He's a, I was a fool. I did the best I could do. I tried to be, begin to behave sober. You know what I mean? Sober. But I'm gonna speed it up. My inner rate, I looked at him. And I said, I know I didn't do what I needed to do in certain ways or react when I got mad. I'm a rager. You know, my mom always say, you know what, son? I'm gonna be honest with you. On a lot of stuff that you say, you are right. But it's the way you react to people right. <laughs> when they wrong that makes you look like the bad guy. So I'm sitting down with my daughter and I say, when me and you and I got into it, I didn't yell, I didn't holler, I didn't scream that day. Daddy did something different. I said to her, but who behaved like I do? My daughter had the ability to go, I did. My 22-year-old daughter. And I said, but you know what? I want to apologize to you. I said, and the next day was going to be her birthday, which was the 8th, but we talking on the 7th. I said, the gift I want to give you today is to say it's not your fault. Mm. It's not your fault that you hollered at me and you screaming, you losing your cool. It's my fault. You haven't been taught anything else, you know. And then she hadn't, she hadn't talked to me. We haven't got together to reconcile that because she haven't been taught how to come back together. Gotcha. Let's talk about it. Stay with me. She saw her and her mother and I just stay angry. Her mother stay mm -hmm. angry at me and not want to talk back to heal stuff. She watched her mama do what the fuck she do. Right. She saw me when you know you do something. Right. I rah rah rah. So it ain't your fault, baby. So daddy apologize. I say, but the gift I want to give you is to let you know it's not your fault, but I'm sorry to say it's your responsibility mm. to do something different, to live beyond the eyes of what you saw. 
And the only thing I can do is pay for you some therapy, help you with this weight, and walk what I'm doing now. My daughter never knew I was molested, but man, I had to put that on the table mm. by a family member. I didn't tell her who, but I told her I was molested. At the age of four, all the way to nine, running with hot piss in my mouth, because he had pissed in my mouth. Mm. An eight-year-old. So I say, it's a lot of demons that has developed in me that I have to deal with. Right. You know? And I let her know how my, my her papa was a mean man. He taught me nothing about emotion and love and all that type of stuff. But he did the best he could do with what he had. You know what I mean? Sometimes we got to look and see, wait a minute, man. They did the best they could do because what did he have? He, My dad didn't have, my man, fuck my grandfather. You know what I mean? I call him Casey. He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't around like a grandfather, like my mom's daddy was. Mm. When he died, I ain't go to the funeral, didn't drop a till. Mm. I didn't know him. He didn't do nothing to raise my dad. So my daddy came and dealt with me and my, bro, my brother with zero knowledge. But he taught me how to hustle, you know? When the other kids was out there playing and stuff at the park, he had us sitting up there with a sign selling pickles, <laughs> popcorn, and all this stuff. But I appreciate that. Because I made millions selling meat, <laughs> chips, and soda. I had a meat delivery company, five trucks. So I don't think that's a mistake that that turned that right. way. Right. He had us digging cans out the trash can out on Saturday mornings. Because, you know, back in the day, boy, you can make money with some cans back when I was a kid. Right. We couldn't go play Saturday morning outside. We was in the trash can. He taught us how to make money. And That's I was right. explaining that to my daughter. He hustled. He bought us everything and gave us everything we wanted. But the emotionals of father, love, and all that, he didn't give me. But at the end of the day, man, he died. He went to the hospital and he died in four months. For four months, I was at the hospital every day, at night, reading the word to him. And, you know, every night we read. And he couldn't talk. But the last night that we was together and I read, he went, Amen. And died the next day. You know? So, but I was giving my daughter this talk and letting her know and got real with her. And daddy been in here messing up, using drugs. See, my daughter know me from recovery, man. Mm. I said, daddy been doing things off the beam. But let me tell you why I told her. I got to say this real fast. It's a movie I watched called Overcome. Called Overcome, about this white guy that's a coach and a black girl that's track. Mm -hmm. And within these thirty days, man, with about ten days, I went upstairs and I was watching that movie. And the man in the bed asked this guy, "Who are you?" And the man couldn't explain who he was. You know, and then he said, "When you lost this, you became devastated." The last thing you said that who you was was a child of God. Because the man kept saying, now if you lost your job, if you lost this being a teacher, what would you do? If this went away, what would you do? And man, my business had hit a head in 13. You know, here I am one year, 1.2 million. Here I am the next year, I'm saying, okay, this is going to be a 2.5 million year. And the government came with some stupid stuff, man. Some stupid stuff to pull my little license. 
But what they saw was he did what a black man did 1.5 million for an officer. Because the first thing came out their mouth, you know, when I got ready for the next year to do the boom. And it's like it got snatched from me. And man, I walked downstairs, I'm watching this movie, and man, I fell to the floor. It's like I had a spiritual experience. And I laid there and cried and prayed, and I realized that I wasn't, I didn't know who I was. A man 50 years old don't know who he was. Hmm. And I was my company, though. My company that I started when I was 28 years old, rolling all the way to the point that I got this big old house to 2013. I was my, I can't say I won't say the name, but I was my company. Right. I was one of the biggest ones out there next to another guy. That's who I was. I wasn't pop. And when it went away, I was devastated. I didn't know who I was. But you know who you are now. But now I know who I am. I'm a man of God that's created by him to create and do whatever I can do and that there's no substance outside of me that I need to fill me up but him. And everything that I do do is not cut through me, it's through the power of him. So if you ask me that question, who are you? Oh, I'm a man that's of a vitamin of Christ who allowed me to do this business I got, why he got me doing I don't know what's going to be next. <laughs> you with me on that? Gotcha. And I had to ask my daughter, who are you? And I told her that story I'm telling you. I said, when your dad lost the, the meat deal, that's when I, I, I realized that's who I've been. And that's why I've been going through hell from 13 all the way up to December 10th trying to breathe air in my life. Because I was dying. So you ask me what's going to be different? I don't know. But shit show happening different right now. All right. Something is beginning to develop within me, man, that was there one time. You know, I, here I go, man. I sobered up when I was 19. Man, when I was 19, 21, man, I was, you couldn't tell me nothing. I wouldn't put nothing in my body that throw me off. I was just praying and meditation. Right. I wait to get 50 to act like I'm 21 again. <laughs> no, man, it ain't going to work, <laughs> To old now, I wait to get this age to want to go wild. Yeah. No. But right now, let me identify who I am through the eyes of God, not myself. That's what's killing me. I remember I was 21 years old driving home, and I cried and say, God, I realize I can't do nothing without you. And I said that in my heart as a 21-year-old. It's not too many 21-year-olds on this planet that'll say, God, I can't do nothing without you. But I wait to get 50 to forget. Hmm. Now, 29 years later, if I can look at it and say, God, I can't do nothing without you. And now, man, I don't pray just in the morning and night. I've been praying all day. I ask him to guide me every second of the way now. In my program, we do a first step and you read it. You know, and I put all my dirty laundry out there, man. You know, the acting out behaviors, mm. all that I did, um, even some that had me in pen penitentiary. See, I'm supposed to be in jail, I just ain't got caught. But the reality of it is, the reality of it is, is that 
Um, I missed that thought. I lost that thought. See, that's what that dope do to you, man. You, you, lose, you lose your thought. But I, I shared that, yep. Yeah, but last night, man, I was, for whatever reason, man, I had the paper in my hand, these 10 pages. It was 10 pages. I said, God, these 10 pages does not even represent none of the Ten Commandments. It was funny to me that it was a 10 pages, but this is what came out of my mouth. And I said, God, I'm going to take these 10 pages, and I'm supposed to get this all of you now. All my sins, all my wrongs, all the things I do, I no longer have to live this. This is not who I am. This is what I did. I don't have to do this no more. And I sat in front of my yard, man, right there in my front of my house and burned it. And watch it burn. So where I'm at right now, I'm 31 days free from the disease, free from alcohol, free from drugs. You know, I block the girlfriends. You know, cause see, my deal is I get sober, and then they won't. See, women know when I'm sober. Come here, that's a good man. I want this man. But when he acting out. Ooh, get him the hell away from me. <laughs> yeah. So, but then when I get, to, then but see, I get better. They still sick. So what happens when they come back to me? If I'm sick and you, if hold on, if if I, if I'm healthy and you got a cold, yeah. and I'm hanging around you all goddamn day, what's gonna happen to me? I'm gonna get sick. It worked the same way. If I'm over here getting healthy and I'm with a woman that's not sick and I begin to correlate with that, I go, that's not the word you use, but entwine with that, what happens? You know, I, I truly believe, man, a person with you, they don't get better. You get sick and go down to them. You can't get, I mean, it's, there's no bringing a person up if they're not seeing it. They're going to either come with you or you go, but let me stand over here and hope they catch up. But what I want to do is walk backwards and say, come on and hold their hand. And then it's an invisible um, rope pulling me back. They way. And I don't even see it. Now you do. Now I do. Now you know it can be different. Now I know it can be different. And I'm okay by myself, and I don't need a woman to define me. I mean, I don't know if I'll get another one. I'd have so many women, man, if God said, Pop, if it's for <laughs> you not to have another woman in your life, I'm going to have to really be okay with that. I really am. But I'm sorry, I, I know. Yeah. Thank you, Pop. Yeah. We'll pick it up from there. Okay, good. Day. I'm glad you're back. Whew. <laughs> Thank God I'm back. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs>